Welcome to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. Do you own a small business or does that small business own you? Are you seeking increased sales, more loyal customers, lower operation costs, and brand loyalty? If you're interested in elevating your brand and expanding your reach, then Business Buzz will put it all together for you with expert guests, resources that make sense, and your opportunity to be heard. Get ready to call in with your questions and comments at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Business Buzz is out to put the buzz back into your business. Here's your host, Frank Hellring. Hey, can you hear the buzz? Welcome, wherever you may be, you have found Business Buzz. I'm your host, Frank Hellring, and we're coming to you live, prime time, on the Voice America Business Network channel, and Business Buzz is brought to you today by Moda Business Solutions, because they've got resources that make sense. Well, I'm going to basically do a flashback to my show last week, talk to you about the employee retention tax credit, which we talked about with some incredible guests and also the CEO of Motor Business Solutions, Donna Illisic. And if you are a business out there and you need capital and you had employees in the year tax year 20 and 20, uh, excuse me, 2021, you need to get on the phone right now and dial 858-251-4640. That's 858-251-4640. And Donna is ready to get you with a third-party administrator that can show you how to get access to thousands of dollars that you're entitled to just because you had employees. To contact Business Buzz, you can call us toll-free, 877-3-N-O-W-B-U-Z or go to my businessbuzz.com website, spell B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z.com. Leave me a message or leave me a reason why you'd like to be on my show. Well, shout out to our philanthropic organization up there in the wonderful city of Spokane, Chaplain Joseph Havens. Heads up an organization called Whitewater Ministries, and he started an initiative called Cookies to Cups, where he has been sending out incredible amounts of cookies to your first responders, your men and women in blue. And let me digress for just a second. Is there a day that goes by right now that you don't pick up and look at your internet or on your phone and hear about a police officer that got severely wounded or shot dead or assaulted in this country. So let me tell you something. Get with cookies to cops, spelled exactly how it sounds. Cookies, the word, T-O-C-O-P-S dot com. And Chaplain Joseph Havens will show you how you can be a little bit more appreciative to those who defend your businesses day in and day out. Well, shout out to one of our incredible advertisers, Letip, L-E-T-I-P dot com. Number one B2B organization networking here in the United States, 4,500 businesses strong, 220 chapters exploding in the Northeast part of the United States. I was a past president of that organization for two years in Mission Viejo. And let me tell you something, if you want to have your business be treated like a billboard every time you go to a breakfast once a week or a lunch, and all those people in that room are talking about you, you need to get with letip.com and they're going to show you how they can make your business special right now. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got an incredible show today. Oh, I'm so excited about this. I'll tell you why. Because we've been talking about you in the small business community, getting a little bit more attuned to the fact that you've got to rejuvenate that business platform of yours out there in marketing, communications, and reach. So we've all heard that saying, right? 
act local, think global. Well, I turned it around and I said, think global and act local. You need to really, if you've got a product out there, you need to wake up right now, not woke up, but wake up right now and listen to my incredible guest, Brenda McGuire. Brenda is the number one best-selling author, cross-cultural expert, and small business owner of two international companies, Worldwide Connect and Global Gals, which help people live, work, and travel the world. She has spent her entire career helping others succeed globally, whether conducting business overseas, leading a global team, or moving abroad. Through her travels to over now 60, excuse me, 85 countries on six continents and training thousands of international business professionals, she understands firsthand some of the challenges and opportunities that businesses face in today's global marketplace. Brenda is passionate about helping people to go global, both personally and professionally, and guides them each step of the way to achieve their international dreams and goals. Hey, introduced to me by Ann DeVere, who has been an alumnus on my show. Hey, Brenda McGuire, welcome to Business Buzz. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. Brenda, this is an absolutely amazing show, and the reason why is it's so needed, is it not Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm really excited to be able to share more today with you about how businesses can go global. Yes, small businesses too. Um, I'm from Iowa, but I run two international businesses and I'm starting my third one. I love Iowans, as we talked about before the show. <laughs> Midwesterners, mm, different kind of breed, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> Brenda, listen, you are a small business owner. Let's turn the clock back, okay? March 11th, 2020, we were all told to go home shut the door and stay away for 90 days. Not only did that shut us away from the world at large, but it also shut us away from our customer base. Did it not? Is that the experience that happened in your world or something else? Um, yeah, I had a really interesting experience. So right before that happened, I literally was in 15, traveling to 15 countries on four continents. I was in Australia, then I was in Southeast Asia, and then Dubai and India. And so by the time I got home into February, then the world obviously shut down. Now, in my case, I was running two international businesses. And yes, while the volumes dropped, my models and everything hadn't really dropped because here's what happened. 20 years ago, I was working for a Fortune 500 company in New York and I was a global leader for them. And at the time, um, we had an office on Park Avenue and we were spending all this money on rent and this, but my teams were around the globe. My clients were around the globe and nobody was coming to New York for our services. So I shut down. I shut that down. And then we just went virtual. So I actually had been working virtually for 20, 20 years in a sense. Um, and then 15 years ago, I started my own company, Worldwide Connect. And because of the way my business model is, I hire the best talent around the globe, the best trainers. I have 150 trainers in um, about 30 countries. And we do cross-cultural training, global business training, and so forth. We were used to an international model already, number one. But number two, we were used to working virtually. So when all of this happened, it wasn't a huge change. I was used to working virtually. My teams, my trainers were used to working virtually and independent contractors. But what did change for us was our clients were saying, yep, we can't come in, obviously, to do the in-person training. So all of a sudden, we had to pivot and we took our uh, all of our training programs and coaching programs um, virtually. And through that, we saved time and money for not only ourselves, but the, the trainers and the participants and clients. 
And through that, we also expanded our product offerings because then all of a sudden people were all working virtually, which they were not used to. So we had been doing it for so long. Now we were helping them, like how to work virtually with the world, how to work effectively, um, you know, with international clients through virtual means. So yeah, it was, it's been an interesting time for us to pivot. So kind of going back to your question. Yeah, we were obviously impacted because, you know, a large part of what we do is training expats. And guess what? Companies were not moving expats, but everything was moving online and virtual. And they still were communicating with clients and customers around the globe. They still needed those special skills and cross-cultural skills to, to be successful in doing that. You know, Bernard, I can't tell. Are you really passionate about what you do or what? Absolutely. <laughs> Brenda, you know, it's a world that's changed. You know, I hear this all the time when I'm out in and amongst small businesses or even my guests on the air, right? People are always with that hope factor of, gee whiz, are things going to go back to normal? I don't think that not only are they not going to go back to normal, there's not even a capital A in front of that word normal. I think what we're looking at is change, right? And when we talk about this incredible reach expansion of getting across this planet with a product, probably most, most small businesses out there know that the United States is about 25%, right, of everything that's purchased in this world. That leaves 75% of this planet as application and access if I've got a product, right? So are you dealing in that arena right now with small businesses? Yeah, I think, you know, we, we work with the whole world. So our clients are everywhere from Dubai to India to Japan. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. We work with small businesses, but we also work with Fortune 500 companies. Now, interestingly, one stat is 86% of global consumers live in developing countries. So there's a whole market that we can, small businesses can use to, to actually serve uh, you know, some of the other markets that maybe they hadn't thought about. I, I personally think this is a great time for businesses to go, small businesses to go global, actually. You know, what's interesting, Brenda, is that up until this point, up until this pandemic, right? If mm -hmm. I went out to a small business and I said to them, hey, what are you doing for marketing, right? It was like a pat answer, like a gatling gun coming back to me going, social media, right? And then I turned around and I said, excuse me, how's that working for you? And it's like a raccoon looking at a set of truck headlights. They can't answer that question, yet they've laid out five figures to be able to put that SEO into their practice. Now, obviously, if a business on the corner of 4th and Main is going to think about going global, they got to be using that thing called a laptop or something out there called an internet, or as we move forward into this incredible crypto market, a blockchain, right? I mean, for crying out loud, I, I'm, before I got on the air today, some ad popped up and the guy said, buy digital real estate. I went, buy digital real estate? Christ, how do you buy real estate when it's digitalized? But the world is changing, Brendan. It appears to me, you've got an edge on this. You've been out there for several years. Yeah, I, I think with um, tech, technology is a key part of it. But I would have to say with COVID, there's actually been some positives for small businesses because for so much, we've hear, hear all the negatives. But you know, and two, I, it wasn't, it hasn't always been a smooth ride for my businesses either um, with COVID. But that saying, um, I do think there's some positives. And, and what do I mean by that? Well, I think we're forced to open up our, and I'm going to say our three M's, our mindset, 
our, the markets and our motivation. Um, because, you know, working virtually now has opened up these amazing opportunities that we might not have even considered or thought of. But also the world has become more accepting of the virtual business environment and we're getting more uncomfortable engaging virtually. Um, I also think that COVID has forced small businesses to be more creative and to think out of the box. Um, we, we've had to shift our mindset um, from, you know, maybe that small cubicle to now, okay, we can work anywhere in the world. We can bring our laptop and work anywhere in the world. Um, it, again, we've talked about opening up new new markets, um, joint ventures. And in some ways, I think I think COVID has in, in some ways put small businesses even on an even playing field of with some of the larger companies as well. It's caused us to get out of our comfort zone. We're willing to take more risks. And I think lastly, I, the only point I'd like to make is I think it's created more awareness and loyalty to support small businesses. I know in my community with COVID, we, you know, we're trying really hard to support those, support those small businesses where maybe we wouldn't have thought twice, but we are. And, and likewise, um, I'm thinking, I, I travel the globe, I've been to 85 countries, and, you know, I've always tried to support small businesses on my travels, but next time when I start traveling the world, I'm going to think about those small mom and pop restaurants and hotels and, you know, tour operators when I when I make my conscious, um, uh, when I, you know, choose to who I'm going to uh to purchase my my uh, travel services and, and travel things through. So in some ways, I hate to say that COVID's been bad for small business. It's definitely impacted. But I, again, those are some of the positives I'm actually seeing on my end. You know, Brian, it's amazing to me the fact that you've been in this market space well over 20 years, right? And yet now we have an advent where it's not just something that you kind of take a look at a happenstance. It's a necessity to begin to take the look at expanding your reach, right? And your marketplace into different markets. And of course, that includes the globe. The passion I'm hearing coming from you during this show is absolutely demonstrable. And if you're a small business out there and you're not, you know, basically on your toes and your head's not buzzing right now with my guests, then you aren't alive because this particular lady is very passionate about what she does. But let me say something to you, Brenda. Obviously, anything begins with a vision, right? In a business. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a vision, there's no reason to quit your job. What was your vision to do what you're doing now? Well, my story starts back in Iowa. Um, I didn't just become global, the global gal, right? I grew up in small town, rural Iowa. Uh, you know, the smallest town was 10 miles away, a thousand people. I didn't know anybody who traveled. I didn't know anybody who had a passport. So I'm probably the least likely person to say, I'm going to grow up and be an international business owner, entrepreneur. I'd be the last person. Um, but my journey was really, really crazy in that um, uh, I had an exchange student when I was in high school and she started opening my worldview. She was from Norway. And then that piqued me into saying, hey, I want to go to, Sw I want to go to Europe, Switzerland. And then I ended up going to Switzerland, living there. And then that put me on a journey for the last literally 25 years. I've been on a, I call it my global journey. I, I lived in six countries. I traveled to 85. I've sold around the world three times. I've started two international businesses. But I think the turning point for me was moving to Japan. Um, I, I moved to Japan and I was training Japanese businessmen on how to do business with, with Americans. But on the, on the other hand, I was watching Americans fly in and not taking the time to learn about the Japanese business 
this culture. And in the meantime, I was going through a lot of culture shock. And then I found out there's this whole field called cross-cultural business training, cross-cultural leadership training. And then I started saying, hey, why, what if I create my own business? I ended up working for a Fortune 500 company, as I mentioned, then started my own business. And now I help other global business professionals go global to understand what to avoid, what, or what are the faux pas, what do you do, not do? How do you not have to deal with all the challenges um, and mistakes that I made on my global journey? So I ended up starting that company, helping global business professionals, but then also Global Gals, which teaches women how to live and work around the world. And then now I'm launching a third business to help people to go global. Because I get questions all the time, Brenda, I want to be like you. I want to travel, travel the world. I want to have, create a global lifestyle. I want to take my business globally. So I'm now creating a third business to help people to go global because of all the mistakes, because of all my experiences, because of all the people, and because of all those life lessons um, now to help others on their journey. You know, Brenda, this is an absolute fantastic show, and I say with it with all my heart because, you know, this is something that small businesses needed yesterday. You know, this is something that that you have to pay attention to because, I mean, <laughs> moving into the digital world, say, of finance that we're moving into, if you don't start taking a look at a global perspective for your business, you're a fool. And the reason being is because it's not just going to be the U.S. dollar anymore, right? And yeah, things are head, changing. Things, I got a things head shake up and down well, on that well, one. Well, <laughs> you know, We're on radio, like, Brenda. Go ahead. I just look at every currency of the world. I'm wiring payments around the globe. So sometimes I get confused about even what currency I'm dealing with that day. <laughs> You bet. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break here, Brenda. And I'll tell you what, we want to come back and we want to talk about the how-to, right? The how-to of how a small business gets involved with you and how they can expand that reach right into that global marketplace. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to Business Buzz from Frank Helwing live on Voice America Business Network, brought to you now by CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com. Let me tell you something. If you're a small business out there, you want to impact and get access to one of the biggest marketplaces on the face of the earth, beginning in California, you need to get with CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today. And let me tell you something. This is what I want you to do. Take down that address, CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com. Go to the website, get past putting in your email, and then click on publications. You're going to get a drop-down menu that's going to show you where they publish. When that digital magazine comes up on your screen, I want you to scroll down and take a look at every magazine cover that's come before the one you're looking at. You're going to see star after star after star after star. They do not publicize unless they have a Hollywood star on the cover. Hey, let's talk about social media. What do you think the social media of a Betty White was who just recently passed away? She was going to be on my show. Unfortunately, we lost her sadly. But the bottom line is here, can you imagine that show with that following and you as a business? Get with CaliforniaSeniorGuide.com today. Brenda, unbelievable guest I got talking about global. We're going to be right back with more buzz for your business. Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858 251 
888-888-6640 or visit us online at modeofbusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. You're listening to Business Buzz with your host, Frank Hellring. To reach the live show, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send Frank an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. Now, back to Business Buzz. Hey, we're back. I'm your live talk show host, Frank Hellring, here on Business Buzz. I've got an incredible guest today, Brendan McGuire. We've been talking about taking your business global. Well, I'll tell you what, Brenda, in my show description, I have three watchwords, unity, relationship, and also the law of reciprocity. How I came to know you was a nice lady that was a guest on my show, was also an alumnus of Business Buzz, known as Ann DeVere, right? And that's the reason why you're with me today. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with Ann, because that's how we all came to be on this show today. Yeah, so Ann DeVere is an amazing woman, and, and she's, she's taught me so much. And, um, you know, how do I go out there and put myself out on camera, especially, or tell my stories. So she's an incredible resource. But it's interesting because if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have met you, Frank, because I, because, you know, when we were all grounded, everybody was doing all these virtual events. So I attended a virtual event with David Fagan, who introduced me to a woman in Canada, who then introduced me to Anne DeVere, who then introduced me to you. And now guess what? I'm being introduced to your listeners. So I love it. It's like, it's like, you know, how each, each person kind of plays, plays a role in our global connections and networking with the world. So. And here you are. And here I am. <laughs> okay. We talked a little bit about the importance of going global in the first segment. Now let's get a little bit to the how to Brenda, you know, there's a lot of small businesses out there today. They got a lot of myriad of choices, right. To market their companies. 
Uh, a lot of them have not worked. A lot of dollars have gone down the drain, okay? So they're going to be a little bit what you want to call cerebral palsy in writing checks these days, even for marketing and communication. So can we jump into that, the how-to? How is a small business going to take a product global? Well, I think, first of all, before I go into kind of the, 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 the tips that I have, I want to take a step back and say, why do I think it's a great time for um, businesses, small businesses to go global? I think it's really important. You've got to understand why. Why is this even a good time? Um, first of all, you can utilize the technology and tools. We talked about that, your laptop, phone. I think Zoom has been a game changer for us. You can reach new markets now that maybe you wouldn't have done before or even thought about. You can recruit quality and even, even you know, in cases, cheaper uh, talent worldwide. You can work virtually with the world. You can access online resources. Many of them are for free. Um, you can partner with people around the globe. You can accelerate your profit. So I think it's really important that we, we, we recognize that this is an amazing time to, to take, take advantage of a world of opportunities and as I've always said, it's a small world for small business. Um, you know, with this new tech technology and tools, putting global talent, suppliers and markets in reach of businesses that just maybe a few years ago, maybe not even thought of going around the borders, they can start thinking about that. So instead of saying, well, it's a cost, I'd like to say it's an investment. And here's what I'm also going to say. It's not always an investment in money when you go global. It's an investment in yourself and your mindset. Because a lot of the times people can't shift to say, I'm no, I only do local business. So I'm sitting in Iowa and I run two international businesses, but I'd like to say there's a lot of international businesses in Iowa and people don't think that. But if you have international customers or clients walking through your doors, if you're selling or you're buying products in other countries, if you, whatever you're doing, you've got, you know, vendors or suppliers which a lot of businesses do, then that means you are already global. So I think it starts with your mindset that you have to have a global mindset that yes, I am a global business owner and yes, I can operate um, a global business from anywhere. You know, it's funny. Uh, when I was out there, you know, actively in the business community with a heck of a lot of hats underneath the hat I wear now today, you know, there was a saying that said, never do business 3,000 miles away. Believe it or not, yes. I mean, right. okay. date me now, okay? Never do business 3,000 miles away because you cannot control the action, okay, in that particular neck of the woods. How do you answer that today? Going into a foreign country, different language, different culture, different set of rules and regulations, right? What is this minefield mentality that I have that would stop me from doing this? I'm talking to you right now as a small business owner would talk to you. Go ahead, Brenda. Yeah, I would think the main thing is people don't know what they don't know, right? So I've worked with thousands of business professionals, um, all types of businesses from, you know, entrepreneurs to engineers to global teams to Fortune 500 companies. And the one thing that, that, that stops them from really being effective in the global business world is they don't know what they don't know. And what do I mean by that? They don't understand that culture impacts that they don't understand the culture or way the business is done in each country and culture. For example, did you know that, you know, you know, when you're working with, let's say, I'm going to pick Japan where I spent two years living in my life of my life, 
building trust and rapport. How do you do that in Japan? How do you introduce yourself appropriate? How do you, um, you know, do, you do, do they have direct or indirect eye contact? What are the rules for business? What are the dress and attire, the communication style, the body languages, all of these things. And so a lot of people don't know what they don't know. So when they go into business, they're operating from whatever their, their national culture is. For example, if I'm an American, I'm doing business in Japan, I jump on Zoom and I assume, I assume, assume that they're doing business the same way I'm not, I am and they're not. And that's where the problems come in. It's, it's because people don't take the time to learn about the culture, how business is done, how do they make decisions, how do they conduct meetings, how do they uh, set deadlines and priorities. In fact, I, I built a whole business for the last 15 years on helping businesses to understand the cultural dynamics, the do's and don'ts of what they need to do. So sometimes, you know, they're too busy trying to think about expanding their business or exporting or importing, but then they might be working with a JV partner in China and then they go, oh, there's something to this cross-cultural thing. I don't, I didn't know how to build that relationship the right way. I didn't understand that their no didn't mean no or yes didn't mean yes. Oh, I didn't understand their communication style. And so that's what I think trips up a lot of small businesses. Now, the good news is they can learn that. And, and there's, there's a lot of cultural resources. There's a lot of information out there about how do you do business in that particular country or that particular market. You mentioned that you just got back from Dubai, right? No, that was right before the world shut down. Right I'm not the traveling these days. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it was interesting yeah. to me. You know, I, I, I always had this thing, too, was if I ever did business in Persia, right? If the guy takes his shoe mm-hmm. off and starts slamming it on the table, I'm in trouble, right? <laughs> so, so protocol is important, is it not? And how, you know, if you're, if you're doing this through a communications, even Zoom, right? <laughs> it's not... Zoom isn't personal. I can't reach out. I mean, there's another network out there going, let's have a digital handshake. To me, that's nonsense, okay? Uh, in some cultures, I think that would be an insult because in some cultures, it is important that you are personable. Yes? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you do business globally, as I mentioned, you need to understand the customs and cultures. But one of the things that, uh, let's say, the U.S. Americans uh, don't do right sometimes is they don't take the time to build those relationships. So many cultures are relationship-based, and we're very task-based oriented. We're very, very task-based. And we, you know, we want things done and now and whatever, but we don't take the time to get to know the person. So we were training a Fortune 500 company. We were training five of their HR teams around the world. And in this particular case, we were training a U.S. HR team in a, in a Chile and one in Chile. And the Chile HR people said, now remember, these are HR, right? <laughs> they go, the, the, the American colleagues treat me like I'm human doings instead of human beings, and the, the people in the U.S. were scratching their head. What do you mean? I've always thought I've been respectful, whatever. Well, come to find out there was a, there was a, a gap between what they expected and, and, and what they we thought. Well, the American, U.S. American team thought they were being respectful because they started on time and they were respectful of the time and they got down to business and, you know, so then whatever. But the other, the team in Chile is like, wait a minute, you're not even, you don't even ask about my family. You don't take the take the time to get to know me. You don't know anything about me. You don't really care about me. You just treat me like a human doing. And so there was a breakdown of teamwork and collaboration and understanding that. So, to, you know, when you're building relationships, that is key. And especially in countries like in the Middle East, um, Latin America, South America, Asia, they won't do business with you unless they have a relationship with you. Now, the challenge has been right now with, with, with everybody's on Zoom, it's harder to build those relationships. So I was talking to a client we were training in Brazil, and he's saying it's been really hard for him because, yes, you got Zoom and you've got all that and you can connect and Teams and all of that, but he, he can't really take his, his potential clients out 
to dinner and he, get, he can't really get to know them and build that relationship. So that's been a, a challenge. So one tip I would, I would give to uh, anybody is just take the time when you're working with people in other cultures to get to know them, um, spend some time personally before you dive in, into business. But that's just one example um, of how, you know, people, you know, we, we do business, we just jump in and, and, and it's so easy with, with Zoom right now um, that, or, or Teams or technology, we just dive right in. But that doesn't mean we're really closing those cultural gaps. That does not mean we're communicating and we understand. That doesn't mean that we, we are reading or seeing, um, you know, really what's going on behind the surface of, of that. You know, it's interesting you say that because I did meet a person like your stature who was an international marketing specialist, right? Mm-hmm. And we were just basically having a, a drink together. And all of a sudden he turned to me and he goes, you know, Frank, you Americans amaze me. He said, because the only thing outside the confines of this country that has any matter whatsoever in the international marketplace is Coca-Cola and Levi's. <laughs> and I went, oh, wow, that is a very profound statement you made. And he wow. said, on top of that, he said, your universities need to take out a new curricular course called Arrogance. He said, because when you come into these nations, you have all the answers, and I assure you, you don't. Do we kind of open our mouths and insert our foots, Brenda, at times when we're trying to come into a marketplace, when we think that we have all the answers? Absolutely. And and I don't even know if it's, you know, sometimes it's arrogance, but sometimes it's that we just don't even know, like we have to bridge those cultural gaps and we don't even know, or we don't take time. We're just lazy. Like I watched how many business people get off a plane in Tokyo when I live there, American business, not just Americans, Europeans, I don't care what country, and they would get off and they would not take any time to learn the Japanese business customs. For example, the Meiji business card exchange. That's something so important, so basic that they, they need to know to introduce themselves appropriately. And yet, meanwhile, I was training the Japanese on how to understand. Now, this can get a, get us in, in problems from a profit, a revenue perspective, because if we're not really taking the time to understand, I like to use the sports analogy, the other team, you know, we spend so much time in the U.S. Um, learning about the team, you know, the uniforms and their strategy, their plays and their strategies. And we watch videos and we, you know, all of that, you know, my husband's a big sports fan and, you know, replays the football and all of that. But, but meanwhile, think about uh, another country as another team and knowing what, what is the rules of their ga- engagement? How do they do it? How do they, how, do they, how do they play ball? And so when you go in, and not just when you get on a plane, it's also when you get on a Zoom call, it's also when you get on a conference call or whatever, you need to understand that. Um, I'm, right now, you know, we work with clients all the time. Just the other day, I was uh, talking to one of our clients, she's a a vice president of a marketing um, in Shanghai, and she's moving to the US. But I'm having to train her on how to do business in the US, but vice versa, I'm training her team in the US on how to work effectively with someone from China. And we're doing multicultural team building with their their colleagues in Germany. So it's, you know, it's really, really understanding that the culture and understanding um, how, you know, how that gets done. So, you know, kind of going back to your initial initial tips for getting started, I would say understanding the cultures is a big thing. And you you don't hear a lot about that. Um, but I'm also the one that people call me, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't care. I don't, I'm too busy. I don't want to know. But then they're, I'm the first person they call to be their band-aid when things go wrong. 
They might spend, I've watched com- companies fail in joint ventures in Australia, even between the US and Australia. I've watched them. You know, they seem similar, but there's a lot of business differences, even with Australia. By the way, I shout out, it's National Australia Day. I've, I lived in Australia twice, so my heart's in Australia today. But even Australia and US are very different. And sometimes we forget that. Um, so it's just being mindful about how is business done and how do I bridge the cultural gaps to do that? Sounds to me like do your homework, right? With an emphasis <laughs> on capital W-O-R-K, okay? Yeah. <laughs> in other words, to be able to get involved in this arena, I think, Brenda, you're telling yeah. us we need to roll up our sleeves and go back to work. More importantly, be a little bit more sensitive, be a little bit mm-hmm. more compassionate, be a little bit more empathetic, but more yeah. importantly, and we hear it all the time in business, God gave you two ears, which means he wants you to do twice as much as listening as talking. We probably need to be a little bit more active listening. Would you agree with that? Um, absolutely. In fact, there's a lot of research on that where, um, you know, the, well, you know, Americans were very, very direct communicators, U.S. Americans. But a lot of cultures are indirect. So they're communicating, not even, you know, just telling us they're, they're doing it through their gestures, their eye, you know, their, their, all their, vo- their voice, all of that. And sometimes we miss those cues. Um, and in Japan, you know, what's considered polite communication is if I say something, you wait several seconds, like six, seven, eight seconds, where we're used to two seconds. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of that just, yeah. Um, and, you know, just to kind of, kind of finish that, besides knowing that, I also want to encourage, it's not that overwhelming and, and all of that. I want to be careful that I'm not coming across and, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it right. I'm going to do it right. No, I mean, we can, we can learn that. I feel like the world, though, we're much more tolerant. We're all going through COVID. We're all trying to be patient with each other. We all have our stories. We all have a common thing to share now. And I think it's really, really important that we remember that, that, you know, we are going through a shared experience um, and that I think that um, we need to just be patient with each other, but not not be afraid to reach out to people around the world. That's my greatest joy. Every day I talk to people in like 10 different countries. That's my greatest joy. I, I love my clients, my partners, my friends around the world and networking with the world. It's, 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 it's amazing. I'm a better person for, for have, netting, or have met so many amazing people around the globe and their viewpoints. And it's caused me to have a, an increased worldview and be more respectful and understanding. So what you're telling me when somebody says, hey, give me a second, we don't go 1,001, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, right. We're going to take, take another quick break here. Uh, you're listening to Business Buzzer, Frank Herring, live on Voice America Business Network. I'm having a tremendous time here with Brendan McGuire, but I've got an advertiser out there that you need to pay attention to. They're called Business Group Resources, and if you are a business and you are not aware of the R&D tax credit, which has been upheld by every president since Reagan, including the one we have in office today, you need to pick up the phone right now and dial 877-857-6875 because they can get you up to three years back taxes underneath this tax credit that the IRS has on the books plus 6% compounded tax-free interest. So let me tell you, if you're tipping the IRS and you are, if you have not investigated this, you need to pick up the phone and dial 877-857-6875. And when you get Ken DeBose or Ron Butter on the phone, you need to tell them you heard it on Business Buzz. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to be right back with Brenda McGuire. We're going to be talking about more about how you can go the global route in your business. And that's going to bring more buzz for your business. 
Moda Business Solutions is your one-stop shop with a focus on time and cost savings. We let you, the business owner, focus on running your businesses instead of searching for quality products and services. Cash is king, and we strive to put more cash into your pocket. Moda Business Solutions provides top-of-the-line products and services, connecting you with trending companies. Are you ready to grow your business? Call Moda Business Solutions at 858-251-4640 or visit us online at modabusinesssolutions.com. At LaTip, in everything we do, we believe in the importance of small business success. And we believe in helping small businesses reach their growth goals. The way we help small businesses is by building relationships, training on how to expand those relationships into closable leads, and providing technology to efficiently interact within those relationships. We just happen to run business networking meetings. Want to come to one? This is the power of LaTip. Visit LaTip.com for more information. That's L-E-T-I-P.com. We're always looking for guests, resources, and business promotion. Would you like to be a guest on the show? Do you have a resource that can help small businesses increase sales, lower costs, and amplify brand loyalty? Do you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach? If any of these sound like a fit for you, you need to partner with us. Call us at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. That's 877-366-9289. And discover how Business Buzz and Business Watch can take your message and company further. Again, give us a call at 877-3-NOW-BUZZ. 877-366-9289. Business Watch is your outreach to feel the pulse and increase the buzz in your business community. Invite Frank to be a speaker at your next event. We can create a live promotional video with you at your next event to brand your brand. Visit businessbuzz.com. Having Frank come speak at your event can motivate your team and your customers, which means he can also motivate the growth of your business. It's time to take it to the next level. Visit businessbuzz.com and watch things grow. PPP, COVID-19, SBA, is there a way? It's time for Business Watch, where your voice matters. Call into the show at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or drop us an email at info at businessbuzz.com. That's info at B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S buzz.com. We know you've got something to say. Now, here's Frank Hellring, Business Watch, where your voice matters. Hey, we're back live on Business Watch now. This is the segment of the show where we open up the phone lines in Phoenix and allow you, my live audience, listening in to call us. And you can mix it up with me or my incredible guest, Brenda McGuire, today. So pick up that phone right now and dial 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. And you can be on live on Business Watch right now. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got three watchwords, Brenda, on this segment of the show called meet, collaborate, and grow. Meet's real simple. You know, if I don't know someone and we're having a cup of coffee or we met at a seminar or whatever the case may be, and I can't walk away from that relationship liking that person, I doubt very seriously I'm going to do business. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And okay. that, that would be 
that would be the case for anywhere in the world. So not it. just locally, but globally. You got it. Second is collaborate. And collaborate's where we really get into the mm, intenseness of a relationship mm-hmm. because I've got your intellectual property before me. You've got my intellectual property before you. What we've got to mm-hmm. do is we've got to find the fits, right? The compliments yeah. to make make it work. Last but not least, and it's probably the most important, we got to find a way to put a mechanism here so we grow together and turn a profit, right? Instead of being dependent on loans from the government? No, that isn't going to work. We got to be profitable. Global could definitely be an answer to that profitability. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. There's amazing opportunities for companies to go global. I've made my whole career of, you know, of going global and, and uh, partnering with people around the globe and serving clients. You know, Brenda, you mentioned to me that you've got five steps in that hot mm-hmm. little hand of yours of small businesses getting involved in the global arena. You got the floor. So I call it my go global game plan. First of all, you got to be proactive. You can't wait for things to come to you. You've got to go and and uh, go to them. And then number two, explore opportunities to go global. There was a million opportunities. Um, number three, network with the world and with technology and, and all of that right now. There's no excuse. Uh, develop your global skills. I just went through that in the last segment, all about the cross-cultural and global leadership skills. And then finally, take action. So that would be the, the five go global, go global game plan. Um, but I, I do want to say, though, that, um, that, you know, people say, well, Brenda, how do you know, how does my business even go global, right? How do I even do that? Well, you can expand your global reach through joint ventures. And I'm not talking like these big formal JVs, just when we do joint ventures in my world, it's just maybe with one person or a small little business. So as an example, when COVID happened, we were doing training around the globe, but I met uh, a guy uh, from Singapore when I was in Dubai on a speaking tour and he owns a training company, but he doesn't, we don't compete. He does more sales training in the hospitality industry. Well, during COVID, we met up um, by Zoom um, and we did, we forged a partnership where I'm um, working with him and some of his clients on how to do the, the global piece, where he's working with some of my clients on how to sell into the Singaporean marketplace and so forth. And, you know, so he's a strategic partner, but he's also um, someone that I, he's also a trainer of mine. So I think we need to be thinking, who can we partner with? And you use that in that site in this earlier, the, one of your, your, what, your three words, collaborating is key. And I will tell you with COVID, everybody's at home or, you know, working virtually and there and the world's opened up more and the people are more open to collaborating with people in other countries or cultures. So you could be you could be doing that, for example, if you've got a, a consultancy or a training company or services company or whatever that is. Just be reaching out to people around the world and having one-on-ones. I have one-on-one conversations with all with them all the time, and we explore. Maybe we can work together. Maybe we can't. Maybe they can refer business to me, like a referral fee. Maybe they we can do a partnership on on a proposal or project that comes in. So sometimes I'm their global reach in Iowa. They might be, let's say, in Germany, and they don't have the global reach I do. Their German company or client comes to them and they want a glo- they want a global solution. Well, I've got the network, so then they they reach out to me. So sometimes I work with people three ways, you know, by just, you know, we, we, we get in together in a partnership. Sometimes um, I hire them as, as one of my independent contractors, and sometimes we refer business back and forth. So I think it's be thinking about, it's not just expanding your uh, digital, for, you know, your footprint and selling products in other countries. It's really about collaborating. There might be a small mom and pop on the other side of the world that you guys 
together can come together and, and do some great things. Um, also, hiring independent contractors is needed. I, I built a whole business on that. So I didn't have all this over high overhead when COVID happened, and I didn't have to shut businesses, and I didn't have to buildings, and I didn't have to do all of that. I just had these independent contractors. Um, and so, you know, you don't have to hire all these staff. You can just hire hire people and resources as you need them. Um, and that, that will help get you into new markets and vice versa, helps get them into new markets. Um, also online digital marketing. One thing that I personally have done is I'm, um, um, you know, I've launched more of a business to help people go global. I'm, I'm taking that on an app. That's new for me. Um, apps are, are uh, you know, 1% of small businesses or entrepreneurs are using mobile apps. So the other space, the 99% is crowded, the email, the social media, the website space. So I'm trying to be creative. I'm trying to think out of the box. So I'm having to work right alongside everybody else to, to figure out this because it's a changing moment. Even though I've been working globally for 20, 25 years, I still have to stay on my game and try to be one step ahead. So I guess what I'm just trying to say is just, you know, invest in training in yourself and in your business. Um, by the way, we just launched a go, going global course for business entrepreneurs and business owners that you can check it out on Worldwide Connect website, um, worldwideconnect.com. Um, it's a six week and I can help uh, take you step by step what you need to do. Um, but I would also say, just remember to think big. Remember, we're living in a small world and there's there's amazing opportunities, but it goes back to the Go Global game plan. Be proactive. You've got to get out there and, and make it happen. You know, you were talking about you spent a lot of time in Japan, Brenda. Yeah. I'll tell you a mm-hmm. quick story. Uh, in 1984, I went to Hawaii on a, a huge uh, uh, convention that I was involved uh-huh. in with the insurance business and Pacific Guardian Life had just been purchased by Meiji Mutual. And I know you know that name in Japan. That's mm-hmm. uh, Japan's largest life insurance company. And we yeah. ended up uh, CEO, CEO and me in a foursome in a golf, you know, at mm-hmm. uh, Wahoo Country Club, which is a very exclusive country club in uh, Hawaii. And around the, you know, first nine holes, the one CEO of the Pacific Guardian was talking to the Meiji Mutual Pacific Guardian going, hey, you know, I noticed that you've got 70% of your field force are women in Japan. 70%. He said, we don't have that here in the United States. It's absolutely amazing. Like a reverse. You know, why, why is that? And the guy would not answer his question. Okay. Totally mm-hmm. ignored him. Right. So we finally mm-hmm. got off the course. We're having a beer. Right. And the Japanese CEO looked over at him. He says, you know, that question you asked me for 18 holes. And he goes, yeah. He said, you wonder why I didn't answer it. And the guy goes, yeah. He said, well, simple. Didn't we have a war between our two nations? You killed all the men. We had to attack and adjust. (laughs) Protocol, right? Understanding (laughs) your marketplace, right? I mean, the guy was shocked. I mean, you could have seen the the expression. Oh, my gosh. Never thought of that, right? It didn't even cross his mind. Listen, you are on a network right now, Brendan, who my dear friend, Jeff Spinard, who passed away the 15th of November, the founder, the visionary, for Voice America, 21 years labor. Now this network reaches all points on the globe, mm-hmm. 24-7. You mentioned wow. to me that in your business, you know, you're considering possibly having a radio show just like this one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell me why. Well, I think it's amazing. With te- Again, it goes back to technology. We, the world, we can share a message with the whole world. And it's, it's amazing to be able to use platforms like radio and, and all of these platforms to get our message out in the world. That's the first time in the history of the world, if you think about it, where we can, we can, we can broadcast what we have to say, what we can help 
teach and inspire and educate. And so I, that's what I want to do is I want to help people to help people discover the world. It's amazing people, it's places, it's cultures, it's careers, it's, it's opportunities, right? So it's not just business and travel. It's about what is the amazing world? What does it have to offer? Because sometimes we get all scared about this scary big world, but that's not my experience. I believe we're living in a good, kind-hearted, small world. And, and I can tell you time and time again how my life has been blessed because of the people I've met, the experiences, and now I want to help others to do that too. And how do I do it? It's through mediums like this to be able to get my message out to the world. One of the things I've been toying with and I've been talking to my senior executive producer is actually having a virtual moment segment in my show to talk about the value of small businesses becoming involved with Voice America as far as getting their own radio platform, okay? Mm -hmm. Behind the scenes, I would love to have a relationship ongoing with you because you obviously have your pulse, you know, uh, monitor of what's really going on out there in the small business arena with the global scene. Uh, would you be open to something like that? Yeah, absolutely. Again, what, what was my first thing? Be proactive and explore opportunities. So yeah, I'm, I'm open to always exploring. I, I very rarely say no to anybody because you know what? You've got to be open-minded and, and, and people talk themselves out of it. And you've got a platform that obviously is very engaging and that people are, are responding to and that gets, gets my message out to the world. Well, I'm not sure how we could monetize this thing, but I'm sure if we put our <laughs> noodles together, right, we can figure out how to do that. But I would definitely love to have you on my team, Brenda, because I think it would be apropos, especially in the fact that this network is a reach to every point on this globe, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not just, and I've always had the vision for this show to have it be business buzz, business watch Mexico, business buzz, business watch Canada, business mm -hmm. buzz, business watch your favorite Australia, because small businesses are worldwide. I think that's right. Right. Small businesses are worldwide. In fact, there's some research I was I was uh, by uh, U.S. Forks that said 58 percent of small businesses already have international com customers and 72 percent plan to grow their international customer base. So there you go. There's some statistics right there of how, you know, people are growing and, and through things like radio and um, technology apps, all of those kinds of things help us to, to get our message and our idea and our business to, to go global. Absolutely. And you know what's so cool about this? All we need to bring up a country of what we've envisioned for this show is someone who wants to host it, right? Pretty easy to find a person with a gift of gap. Not a Robin Williams. I mean, you know, <laughs> not that guy, you know, but or improv. Okay. But somebody who just loves to talk, has a passion for what they're talking about. And small business, I'll tell you what, it's passionate. Unfortunately, I got two minutes left to go on the show, Brenda. We yeah. kind of went over time a little bit. Give the, your contact information. Let's find out how to get in touch with Brenda. Sure, yeah. So the best ways to get in contact with me is brendamaguire.com. Uh, um, and also, I'm on LinkedIn, Brenda McGuire on LinkedIn. So send me a, an invite. And also, I encourage you to check out worldwideconnect.com. As I mentioned, if you're interested in, you have an idea, maybe you haven't even started a business, or maybe you do have a business and you're not sure and you want to go global. I have a six-week course, as I mentioned, um, Going Global, which will take you step-by-step -step on what you need to do. Uh, think about um, if you want to take your business globally. And, and of course, we've got 
I've got, you know, all my cross-cultural courses. You want to do business in Japan, China, those types of things. Um, also, um, on my website, I have, um, I'm a best-selling author of three books. One's with Richard Branson and Jack Canfield. So you can download my chapters there. And then on Worldwide Connect, you can also download, uh, we've been featured in CEO Magazine on being a, a global leader and how to connect across cultures. So there's a couple places that you can connect with me. I'd love, love to hear from you. Outstanding. Brendan, thanks so much for being my guest today. Shout out to Ann DeVere for putting the relationship together. Listen, thank you, my listening audience, for tuning into Business Buzz today. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a business that needs to elevate your brand and expand your reach, you can reach us toll free at 877 number 3 N-O-W-B-U-Z or go to my Business Buzz website, B-I-Z-Z-N-E-S-S-B-U-Z-Z dot com and leave me a reason why you want to be a guest. I tell you what, I got a show coming up next week you need to pay attention to because I got an author who's got a bestseller on Amazon talking about hiring mm, jobs, right? It's going to be an exciting show. The buzz factor of your business is what we seek to increase. Tune in next week as we bring more guests and resources to make your business buzz. Thanks for tuning in Business Watch and Business Buzz with Frank Hellring. We'll be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to have you join us again next time for some more terrific ways to revitalize your small business.